Ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be here with you on this beautiful Tuesday. The Talk to Fame, you guys see the logo on the right. You guys follow the movement on all our social media platforms, Instagram, you name it, we're there. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. The boys are taking this movement all the way to the moon. Um, Jake, boys, pumped to have the fellas here together tonight to discuss all things sports. How we doing? Good, Daddy. Good. Very excited. The uh, NFL season is imminently approaching, man. They, uh, We are literally, what, 10 days away from the first NFL game of the season, 12 days away. You know, that'll be Thursday of not next week, I guess the following week. So we're, we're almost, we're two weeks out. We're two weeks out and I cannot be more excited for the football season to get here. I am ready for it. I'm ready for everything that comes with it. Fantasy football upsets, undefeated streaks ending. I'm excited. I'm excited as, as all I'll get out. Jake, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I'm just as excited. I think we're, it's like 16 or 17 days. We're like Devonte Adams days away from Lions Chiefs kickoff in Arrowhead. We get to watch the Chiefs raise a fucking banner. Whoop-de-doo. And uh it's I'm stoked. I can't wait. It's gonna be a blast. Two two and a half weeks. And then it's game time, baby. And then we have all the news we get to talk about. We get to talk about the best sport in the world, the NFL, fucking professional football, the best athletes in the world. And uh, I can't wait for the, uh, the the Raiders to win the AFC West. Hot take. You heard it here first. Led by not Hemi Garoppolo, but Aiden O'Connell. We can get into that later. Uh, got he's, had, him. he's had a phenomenal preseason. I can't wait. You know, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, but he looks so fucking good. I can't wait. The new Brady, fourth round draft pick. He was a walk on at Purdue. Let's get it, bro. Little Farva stash. I love this guy. He looks great. He's making all the right reads. He's making all the right throws. And yes, I'm deep throating him because I am a fan of my team. Let's go, Raiders, dude. Okay. Let's get it. Josh Jacobs will be back week one, apparently. Go, dude. Let's go. Broncos lose their second preseason game again, whatever. So that nothing new in that front in Bronco land. So let's keep it going, dude. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I wish you guys well, guys, that. that does it for episode nine of the Talk to Fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I mean, all the hot takes. I know. Two minutes. Yeah. Drop my come out. See you later. My oh, God, God, coming in hotter than hell. To everybody who just heard that, I apologize. Nobody believes that. That is not true. I don't the apologize. The are going to be at the bottom of the I bunk. I don't apologize at all, bro. And you'll find out week one when Russell Wilson <laughs> comes out, baby. And what's that? What's that, Ric Flair? Uh, uh, what's his saying? Fly in and... Woo! But watch this. Flying, jet flying. Oh, jet wheeling flying. And dealing, uh, diamond diamond wearing. wearing, kiss stealing, Rolex yeah, wearing. Yeah, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Son of a gun. Those Broncos are going to roll your ass. Green rises to the top, okay? Randy Savage, bro. It's going to be the Raiders. It's time. To, the league is always better when the Raiders are better. When the Raiders are better. Oh, my God. And, hey, this is unbelievable. Denver Broncos have never beat the Las Vegas Raiders, so 
Let's keep that going. You guys are like 0-16 against the Chiefs. And cool, you can split a series with the Chargers. It's going to stay that way. Welcome to fourth place in the AFC West where you've been since you won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl L, Super Bowl 50. And that's what this franchise has been since. It's just a big fat L. Let's go, Raider Nation. Let's get it. I'm pumped. Hit me Garoppolo all the fucking way, man. Here's here's what we're going to do because I'm just getting so fucking pissed over here right now. <laughs> Let's do a little bet tonight, okay? Week one, little friendly wager. We got Bronco. No, no, there's nothing sports-wise. This is winner, loser. Just me and Jake. I'm obviously Team Broncos. Yeah. You're Team Raiders. Yeah. What's loser got to do? Uh, Eyebrows? We, I, I ain't shaving my eyebrow, bro. <laughs> I'm too old to do that shit. What are you talking about? Like, these these bad boys ain't ever coming back if I shave them. Oh, how about right. a beard? How about a beard bet? Another one? I'll I'll do beard bets. I've shaved shave the beard. My face. Shave your beard tie. If the Raiders win. I think if the Raiders win, the Raiders win because your boy will be out in Colorado. In October, right, twenty first through the twenty fifth, going to I'm going to a Bronco Packer game with the boys. You know, the pod will be at the Broncos game. We'll do a little live show in the in, in the tailgate. I think my main man Ty over here is gonna have to wear just decked out Raiders gear, even though the team's not there. And he's gotta have to wear a Raider jersey and a hat and the whole ensemble and just just yell, "Be that Raiders fan, Raiders!" all game and be that asshole <laughs> but, but if that's the case okay so hypothetically raiders you know beat the broncos hypothetically what's well, not going to happen but hypothetically speaking oh it's going to happen hey, that's a good bet for ty because he's mm-hmm. going to be wearing a raiders jersey and all that shit at a broncos game but you can't have the same effect if you the raiders win or or if the broncos win when the broncos win you can't be wearing broncos gear at the game because then you're just a home field you're a homer so it's well, not the same. It's not the well, same because no one's gonna know that you're a Raiders fan. He's got to come up with his proposition. That was mine, man. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. And I like the idea of doing it at a live event. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. If Raiders beat the Broncos week one, win. Okay. So when they don't beat the Broncos week one, here's the. <laughs> Here's the bet. Okay. If if the Bronco, if the if the Raiders beat the Broncos, this is what I'm gonna do. I will purchase a Raiders jersey. And that podcast, while we're live, I will wear it at the tailgate at the podcast, but I'm wearing the Broncos in. So the entire tailgate, I'll have a Raiders jersey on. Okay. If just if or when the Broncos beat the Raiders, okay. Mm-hmm. That background that I got to look at every podcast, yeah, it's got to go. You got to have a Broncos jersey back there for at least three to four episodes. Who? That? Um, I I have an old Broncos jersey. I'll bring it to the game, and I want you to put it back there. And then once <laughs> you're done, you can ship it back to me. Okay. Okay. Right over the Howie Long. Right over the Howie Long. I'll just move yep. the jersey off the bracket. Yeah. Uh, I'll just. Put it on the yep. wall. But then you'll have to get rid of the Raider Nation, all that stuff. It's got to be all Bronco'd out. I got towels, man. Don't fucking worry. That's fine. I'm just – you got to you gotta get rid of all the Raider gear. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. 
Yep, and you go. gotta you gotta admit that Mike Daniels is the worst coach in NFL, and that well, the Raiders the, are that's garbage. the Dolphins coach. I got Josh. So, do we have a deal? What See, did it say? What I'm. It says here we go, and it's the Broncos Raiders game, September fifteenth, two thousand eleven. And this is when we stomped your ass fifty nine to like seventeen. Darren McFadden ran for like two two hundred yards. That was actually my first Raider game I ever went to. Um, but what I'm caught up on is you get to wear it for like an hour. I have to have this fucking Bronco shit in the background for a uh-huh. month. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm I'm in front of twenty thousand people walking around in Broncos Stadium. True, true. So all right, little caveat. You have to wear it tailgate, and then you gotta wear it out. You gotta wear a jersey under a jersey. So you got to so you throw, your, throw your Broncos jersey over the Raiders, and then as soon as the yeah. game's over, you take the Broncos jersey off and walk out with the Raiders jersey. Fair yeah. enough. You got a deal. Done deal. I can do that. You got a deal. Shake, you shake deal. on it. Shake on it. Shake on it. Am I this way? Yeah, that way. Tie the other way. Tie the other way. There you go. There's the well, shake. You know, there you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have a deal. <laughs> Done deal. Wow. Get it. And I will be there to document the hate that Ty will get or not. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pepper the Broncos ML, baby. Not only am I going to win American cash, <laughs> I'm going to see Broncos gear in the back. It's on, and we go. I can do it. I'm a man of my word, so let's get her done. God, I, mean, I, got dude, I, I can visualize it right now how sexy it's going to be. I mean, you got a sexy face, Jake, but what's behind you just is completely messed up. I can visualize just the sex appeal back there of how great that's going to look. Uh, it's not going to happen, so I ain't worried about it. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think so. I think we're going to beat you 35-3. I think you're delusional. <laughs> Raiders defenses look good in the preseason. I get it. It means nothing. It's the preseason, but they actually look better. Um, oh, I can't wait. That just whew, got me jumping. October 22nd is going to be so much fun with the boys. I cannot wait for that game. I will definitely have all the adult beverages. I'll tell you that much. So. Absolutely. And then, well, gentlemen, I got. I got a topic that I kind of want to jump into. Yeah. yeah um, I think it's a good one. Uh, in today's world, the idea of what's a role model, what's not a role model. I think everybody out there's watched mostly this Johnny Manziel documentary. Is there good role models? Is there bad role models? At the end of the day, should professional athletes be held to a standard of if you're not like him, then you're a bust, right? If if you're not as good as this person, are you really a professional? Are you, are you are you truly great at your craft, right? When you think about a role model, when I think about some of my role models, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play. Like we're all, we all got jobs, but not many people look up to what we do, right? We're just normal people. In the same sense, the NFL NBA, MLB, they're all just normal people. They're just like you and I, right? The difference is they've mastered something and got really, really good at a a sport where there's a huge following. So just wanted to open that up. Do you guys think professional athletes in all sports should be a role model in everybody's house? Well, I mean, should should is a strong word, right? I mean, I think it kind of comes along with the territory, right? Like you are – 
the one percent of the one percent when you're in when you're in the professional leagues of whatever sport you're in football baseball basketball whatever if you don't want to be looked as a role model that's that's tough shit like kids are going to look up to you they're 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 idolizing you they want to be like you you know and and it kind of comes with the territory so i don't know if it's a should thing it just it is a thing you know like that's just what it is. You know, there's so many young kids that look up to the Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or uh, Josh Allen. You know, they, they, they look up to those guys and try to emulate what they do. And it just comes with the territory of being a professional athlete. Yeah. I can see that Jake. Yep. And I, I agree with Boyce. I think you don't really get a choice on if my kid's going to look up to athlete a you know what i mean it's going to be like the the tantalizing guy you know like obj was a role model for you know the um, when he was in new york like his rookie year sophomore year when you know made a one-handed catch you know he blows up and he's on the face of every media outlet because he plays in a big market um and you know he has that swag he has the drip he has the 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 clothing, and it's like, all right, kids want to be him, you know. And like we grew up, you know, you're shooting paper into a, a trash can, and what we all yell, you know, we're all older. Kobe. Yeah, so we all Kobe. Now people are, you know, younger kids today are LeBron, you know, and then like if we missed it, Shaq is what we would say, you know what I mean? So I don't think you really get a choice on if these athletes are gonna be a re or a, a role model. I almost said remodel. Um, I think it just happens. The The best of the best kids are going to look up to because they want to emulate them and be like them and be the next Odell Beckham Jr., be the next Megatron, be the next Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Favre, John Elway, Peyton Manning, you know, um, and they're like Aaron Judge, Barry Bonds, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, uh, Michael Schumacher, uh, Roger Messi, Messi, Ronaldo. I mean, yeah, Tiger Woods. Like the best are always going to be emulated, and kids, and you know, are always going to look up to them. They're always going to un like. They're always going to be the role model, even if they didn't want to. If you're if you're just that guy, you know what I mean. Like Justin Jefferson. A lot of people want to be Jay Jetta nowadays because he's arguably top two in the league. And he's in year three, which is absurd. Uh, two years in the league, sixteen hundred yards receiving in both years. Who wouldn't want to do that going into the NFL? I would look up to Justin Jefferson. He seems like a cool guy as well. He seems like he has a good head on his shoulder. So I don't think it's a should thing. I think it's a thing that just happens, and you got to go with it. And hopefully, you're smart enough to realize that, and you're not acting like a thug or just a complete asshole. You know what I mean? You got to set a good example, but. You got money. You can go do you. You can go blow, you know, a couple M's at a strip club and just go have fun and let her all hang out. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you turn into Antonio Brown, who at one point people looked up to him, kids looked up to him. And then, you know, that Vontez perfect hit just sent him into a spiral. And now he's got an arrest warrant out for for family to pay child support. So, you know, it comes with the territory. And then when they do fuck up, you know, then they don't get looked up to as much, obviously, like yeah. Perfect examples, Henry Ruggs, too. You know, like he was a kid that was, you know, when he lost his brother, like one of his best friends when he was a kid, and that's who he played for. 
And then he was a role model, did all the right things through high school, college, early in the NFL career. And then, you know, he gets in his Corvette leaving Top Golf and driving 130 miles an hour, you know, killing somebody. Um, and now he's serving like three to 10 years, I think is what his sentence was. So, um, yeah, I think you're always going to be a role model if you want it or not, depending on how good you are. You know what I mean? Because, like, no one's going to grow up and be like, I want to be like Matt Flynn, you know, backup quarterback. Just, I mean, I wouldn't mind being black. Matt Flynn. He want, he want, he got, like, $40 million in his career. So, Sam but I'm also, yeah, uh, yeah, Sam Bradford, you know. Uh, I'm also a middle-aged man who would love to have a little more cold American cash. What about you, Ty? What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, man, I got a different look on it. Um, and maybe you guys can kind of see the other side of the coin. I I don't think athletes should be a role model. Um, mm-hmm. They get paid by an ownership group to do something very well, and that is to perform on the basketball court, perform on the football field, on the baseball diamond, whatever your respective sports are. That's what you get paid to do. The number one role model in everybody's life should be their parents. That should be every Every kid should look up to that because that's their job is to be the role model of the kid. Set them up for success, right? Get the most out of them. Really challenge the kid. Like, I want to be like my dad. I want to be like my mom. I want to be like my grandpa. That's a role model to me. When I think of an athlete, they have a couple choices and it shows it can become a good role model. But I look at athletes as more showing qualities of leadership. Okay. And so what I mean by that is, Athletes have a choice whether do they want to lead when they're in front of the microphone, right? We saw Zach Wilson last year. They scored like three points and they said, hey, is the defense to blame on this or the offense to blame on this? And he said, no, not at all, right? And then you get the other quarterback like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Josh Allen that steps up to the mic and says, you know, that's on me. I got to do better. I got to do better for the team to win, right? I think those are the type of people – Everybody should strive to be. Be a leader, lead in the front, not in the back. I think if you choose to be a great leader, you're naturally going to be a role model to the younger generation. Okay. But I, I, I like to flip the script of saying, let's not hold these athletes to being something that they're not getting paid to be. They're not in the kid's house, they're not at the school. They really don't ever have uh, any type of communication with these people. All these kids get to see them is perform on a TV and they get to have the optics that, you know, there's this big, great, unstoppable force that the whole world knows. Right. But at the end of the day, I think if you can set the expectation within the house to look at them and qualities that athletes have, but strive to be something that you can actually accomplish, which not many people are going to be pro athletes. But a lot of people get a chance to have kids or, you know, do good in their community. That's a role model to me. I think what we can get from pro athletes is just great traits that make everybody a better person. You know, I know we've all played sports in our life. And I think now that we're grown adults, we, we've all taken things that we've done from sports and we've implemented into our day to day lives. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's sports to me. That's the big picture. Right. Leadership learning to lose, but still getting back up, right? The camaraderie, friendship, you know, doing whatever it takes to bring the guy next to you with you. Like all of those things 
travel with you for every second you're on earth. That little moment of one, the Super Bowl or Steph Curry's drop back three, right? Or Mike Trout's home run. Like, hey, that's a role model. I'd love to be in that moment. But big picture is, hey, let's look at the traits that these guys have and implement that more in the day to day. That's that's kind of where I'm at in a professional athlete. Um, you know, there's there's good and bad on that. Right. So we just discussed the good. Now, now look at the bad side. Right. Of having a professional athlete as a role model. More money, more problems. Yeah. Right. And I think we've all seen we can make comparisons out there of situations where this person looks so good on TV. They're like they talk well, the media props them up. But in the background, they're doing all these things that necessarily you don't want your kid to do. Right. So I'm a dad. If I was ever going to teach my kid anything judge your role models off of their character, not what they do on a, on a football field. Yeah. I, get I mean, I get that. You are the only one with uh, children on the podcast. So uh, you do have a different perspective and I would imagine you would want your kids to look up to you and, and teach them the right way and, and be a role model to your kids. I just think, you know, as your kids get older, especially your sons, when they start getting into sports, they're going to start, looking at professional athletes as a role model. Hey, I want to play like him, dad. Hey, I want to be as good as him, dad, you know? So you have to take that with a a grain of salt too, because, you know, there was the whole John Morant thing, you know, he was idolized and looked up to and look where he's gone to now, you know? So I, I can see that, but I still think it just, it comes with the territory of being a professional athlete, you know, kids are eventually going to, you know, once they reach that, you know, 9, 10, 11, once they start getting into some organized sports, they're going to want to play like the the athletes they see on TV. Yeah. I think it's a cultural thing, too. That's just naturally when you see someone on TV, you see someone that's famous, like getting starstruck is a real thing. For me, I've never really felt that. Like I've met a lot of really cool people in my life, but I've just never, ever felt like, my God, I'm willing to like jump this fence and go give you a hug, right? But you know, some people who feel that way about these athletes, you're right, man. They might, they literally live and die for what that athlete does uh, in his respective field. Agreed. And I think like, kind of like what Boyce was saying too, the caveat is like, if your kids play sports, they're more likely to, you know, want one of the, whatever sport that they play, well, you know, one of those athletes will probably be their role model. If you have a kid that's not into sports, they probably don't give two squirts about it and they're not going to be their role model. But like, I agree with you, Ty, like like there's certain aspects of it, you know, like I really like Aaron, Aaron Rogers leadership, you know, like he's true to his word. He speaks his mind and he's not censored by anything, which you don't in today's world is something you don't really see that much anymore. You know, everyone has a script. Something's already pre-written. You have to say the right things. If you don't this, that, the other cancel culture, you know, like Aaron Rodgers tells you how it is, how he sees it, and say la vie. That's all there is to it. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I definitely agree with you, like, on the traits thing. Like, hey, don't be, you know, Justin Jefferson. Go be, you know, Jake Swidinski Jr. Like, yeah, be, yeah. make your own name what, worth the weight it needs to be and just pick apart different leaders from whatever – aspect in life that you you're in if it's sports cool i want you to be like patrick mahomes because he's one of one there ain't nobody else like him he has great leadership qualities he's vocal he's a big team guy 
you know, and he gives his gives it his all all day, every day, on and off the field. Um, yeah. Go be that guy, you know, like go pay attention to your family, you know, give your family, uh, you know, the time of day to answer phone calls, talk to them, you know, and be a part of their life and all that jazz. So help each other out. So I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Amazing. You know, families, family, numero uno, family yeah. and friends. Start with what's in the house and then grow from there. But, you know, everybody knows these, these, the, the players always say it. I got this pedestal. I got this platform. I'm going to use it. So mm-hmm. to all you athletes out there, if you got a platform, if you got a pedestal, use it the right way. If you use it the right way, you truly have a chance to probably change generations below you because everybody's going to look up and say, you know what? If I could ever be like someone, being like this guy would be pretty effing cool. So, well, hey, that was good feedback there, John. Just wanted to kind of get some thoughts on uh, on that topic. But, you know, obviously there's been some other breaking news that's happened within the league uh, this week. Uh, it looks like Jonathan Taylor finally got the green light for uh, to go seek a trade partner. Um it's crazy to me, man. I was looking at some of the mock situations of what a team might have to give up to get a talent like Jonathan Taylor. They're talking like a second round pick. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about like a generational running back potentially here. I mean, the guy is like has the upside to be one of the all time best in a second round pick just seems like why wouldn't everybody do that? And he's like he's like 23, 24, you know what I mean? Like he's right. in prime as a running back. So I have some like notable returns in running back deals over the past several years. And we'll start off with the, the Colts traded Marshall Falk to the Rams for a second and a fifth round pick in April of 99. Marshall Falk's a Hall of Famer, you know. Uh, the Saints traded Ricky Williams in a fourth round pick to the Miami Dolphins for a 20, uh, 2002, 2002 first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a 2023, or probably 2003 first-round pick. The Bengals traded running back Corey Dillon to the Patriots for a second-round pick. The Browns traded Trent Richardson to the Colts for a first-round pick, which is wild. Wild. Uh, the Eagles traded LaShawn McCoy to the Bills for linebacker Kiko Alonso in 2015 and like most recently the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers for a 2023 second third and fourth round pick and a 2024 fifth round pick in October of 22 and that that one's probably the biggest deal out of the ones we just read so if I'm any team I don't care if you have a stud running back like if you're the Giants and you have Saquon on a year deal why not try to get Jonathan Taylor? You know what I mean? Um, every team that every team should be in that sweepstakes at the beginning. All 31 other NFL teams should be in the running for Jonathan Taylor because he is that talented. And we saw it two years ago, man. Everyone, everyone that's a Colts fan was wearing Jonathan Taylor jerseys. He was in MVP conversation, offensive player of the year conversation. I think he won it. Um, no. Cooper Cup won it. That's when they won the Super Bowl, I believe. Um, you know, like Jonathan Taylor was RB1, you know, and then he had a little bit of a derailment last year. But you know he can bounce back. He's that type of guy that's going to put in the work and get it done. So second-round pick and that's it? Sign me up, dude. I'll trade you that any day of the week. 
And and say, yeah, I mean, uh, Jim Irsay wants a first round draft pick, and that has not been the trend, especially since he won't even pay Jonathan Taylor. So how do you, how are you gonna not pay him and then ask for a first round draft pick in return? I was uh, I saw a tweet by Dove Kleinman who he got this from Albert Beer, uh, secondary source. He ran down. Um, he talked to some AFC GMs, AFC execs, and NFC NFC execs, and collectively nothing more than a second round pick. Second round pick, third and fifth, a package in the valley of the second and third, a third or fourth, a second or third, maybe a day two pick, a third round pick, a second round pick, possibly a day two pick, a fourth that could turn into a third under playtime. No one is going to trade a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. So it's crazy that he wouldn't go for a first round pick, but that's what the NFL running back market is right now. They're just not going to get – they're not getting the money for one, and you're not going to get the draft return on a slightly used, even though he's very young, running back. They just – execs aren't going for the running backs, you know. It's an air raid well, offense style uh, nowadays. And, you know, if you have a, a Jonathan Taylor or a Derrick Henry or or I mean, name another – Christian McCaffrey, but he's versatile, right? Like he's, he's, he's running and catching the ball out of the backfield. They're just not going to get that return for Jonathan Taylor. But it's just crazy. It's crazy. So well, – if you Real quick, do you want to know how fucked the running back market is right now? Who, to you guys, who do you think is the highest paid running back in the league? It's Derrick Henry, isn't it? Hi. It's that new guy from the Falcons, right? B. John Robinson? Yep. A rookie oh. makes the most money out of Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey. I didn't know that. that. That speaks volumes of how the RB market is right now. I just wanted to throw that out there. Go ahead, Ty. You can give your thoughts. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But here's the, here's the risk. If you trade for Jonathan Taylor, you got to trade with the expectation that you're going to sign him to an extension. He's got a price tag that comes with him. So the second-round pick is just the start of this. right? There's only about five teams that technically probably shouldn't be a part of this. That's if you got C-back, you got Derek Henry, you got some of these big-time running backs. Yeah, sure, you don't want to add that to your cap, but Jonathan Taylor's looking for one thing only. He doesn't care about anything other than getting paid. So if you're a team that's got some cap space, you're willing to forgive a second round pick, which is a no brainer to get the talent. You just got to be willing to kind of reset the running back market a little bit. And you got to take a risk on Jonathan that he's going to stay healthy and he's going to give you a four year deal. I mean, you think about the Titans, right boys, when they signed Derek Henry, that deal, that was a phenomenal deal for the Titans because Derrick Henry's played through that whole thing and has been a stud. Mm -hmm. Historically, that's not the case. You sign him to a big deal and they fall apart. Jonathan Taylor, he's young. He's up and coming. This guy's got all the upside in the world. But what he's going to want to do, he's going to say, okay, I don't, I'm coming to you, but I want 15, 16, 17 million a year. Bijan Robinson is getting 13 to 14 million. He's a rookie. He hasn't proven anything in this league. Mr. Owner, are you willing to reset that market? Am I valuable to you to do that? Or do you find more value in next year in a second-round pick finding a, a guy that's coming out of college, paying him an entry-level contract, seeing if they can, you know, get a three-year kind of hit, you know, young talent that is on a rookie deal? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I would love Jonathan Taylor on anybody's team. He makes every team better the moment – he gets there. I just, I hope and I pray 
for all running backs that are out there, man, that a deal can get done because it's it's just going to take one. It takes one deal to kind of reset the market and basically say, hey, these guys are valuable to football team. And the last thing I'll say on this is when's the quarterbacks going to speak up? If I'm a quarterback or I'm an offensive lineman and my running back, Jonathan Taylor, is trying to get paid and you see the stuff that they're dealing with, Aaron Rodgers, some of these big-time names, speak up. Talk about the importance of the running back position. Talk about what you need from them. Maybe the more you speak saying, I need this player, this position is important, it adds value to them and the ownership group might pay them. So, But no one speaks up. No one speaks up. Regardless of where, like what his value is in return, where do you think he goes hypothetically? Like, if you, what team do you think is going to make a play? I mean, every team should be in play for him, but what teams do you think are going to be serious in trying to get him? I think Houston's a perfect fit. You got a young team, you got a first round pick, okay? You got a team that's still got a rookie friendly quarterback deal with CJ Stroud. You can go pan out a three, four year, and, and getting Jonathan Taylor is a great deal. Yeah, but the Colts will never it's a great trade deal within, because all of a sudden they, they'll never trade within their division. Now though. you that's take the pressure AFC off South. of CJ Stroud. But they'll never trade him to Houston because that's within the division. They'll he'll never go from Indy to Houston. But I don't know if never say never, dude. Because if they were willing to give Ursay what he wants and no one else is, who gives a crap? Like that relationship's tarnished. Go to Houston, go to some place where they are going to be heavy run. It's got to be heavy run. You got to work this guy, right? So, an office like Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's another one that sticks out. You got Baker Mayfield, who just won the quarterback job. The guy is just a C level quarterback. But if you got Jonathan Taylor, you can hand it to him 30 times a game. That helps him out. And I think so. Yeah, I think he'll have to go to the NFC. He'll have to go to an NFC uh, team. I don't, I mean, unless. Somebody ponies up a first-round pick, but it doesn't even sound like that's even in the question for a lot of execs or GMs. Uh, yeah, hypothetically, I think Buffalo would make sense for Jonathan Taylor. He would add such a huge element to that offense, well, uh, to what they already are. Um, but I agree with Boyce. I think if you're the Colts, you don't trade in the AFC. I think you're trading to the NFC. Uh, Tampa makes sense. I think Chicago would make sense, honestly, too. Who's the Panthers? Carolina. They they make sense. Yeah. Um, Detroit maybe. The Rams. Cam Akers. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. The Rams. Yeah. It's gonna be. I I think deep down, I think it's gonna be an NFC team that that pulls the trigger and gets Jonathan Taylor. I don't think the Colts want to see Jonathan Taylor go against them anytime soon. Yep, I, I think you can pretty much throw a dart at any NFC team and he could go there personally. Like what one wouldn't? The Giants, because they have Saquon. Yeah, Giants. Philly. Niners. Yeah, Niners with Christian McCaffrey. Like that's about it. You know, the commanders don't have a uh RB1 like Taylor. Tampa, Seattle. Uh Seattle has Kenneth Walker the third or whatever. Yeah. So probably not Seattle. Probably not the Niners, probably not the Eagles or the Giants. Saints, probably. Who knows what's going on with Alvin Kamara? You can maybe swap running backs. Uh, Vikings, Alexander Madison. I'd much rather have Jonathan Taylor. Rams. Yeah, they didn't pay, they weren't going to pay Dalvin Cook, so they're not going to pay Jonathan Taylor. 
hey, you never know. He's younger. He's four or five years younger. Um, uh, Rams, Packers, Lions, Cowboys, Bears, Panthers, Falcon. Not the Falcons because they got Bijan. Cardinals. I think you can, almost any NFC team is in the mix. AFC, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you trade within the division. But as Ty said, you can never say never. They could. The yeah. Texans could come with, you know, all, you know, all the house money and be like, here, let's go. Where do you think, uh, Ty? Where do you think Jonathan Taylor would end up? I mean, other than the Texans, if you had to pick an NFC team, and besides the Bucks, I know you've already said that, but like realistically, where do you think he could end up? Oh, man. Give me some NFC options here. Um, I'm looking for a Park. young quarterback. Cardinals? Panthers. Love it. I think he's a great pick. Panthers? Panthers. Love it. Young quarterback. Bear. Bears? Bears. Mm. God, do he fits in Chicago? Sure. Love it. Yeah, I, I, think the, I, mean, I think the Cardinals make a lot of sense because – what Kyler Murray? We all know he's not the guy in the, the in Arizona. That guy's panning out quicker than I mean. He he just got he robbed the state of Arizona on that contract. But you need a team that's willing to hand him the ball thirty times. I don't think. More I'm thinking about this, just thinking and talking. Cliff Kingsbury, his style offense, he likes to pass it. So potentially, it's not a great fit. But gone. Cliff got yeah, fired. Yeah, Cliff's not there. Yeah. Oh, new shoot. Coach. That's right. You got that new guy now. Yeah. Cliff got fired and he went to Thailand, and we have not heard from him since. <laughs> wow. Uh, you got right. the, I think it's the defensive coordinator for the Eagles last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's I forgot right. his name already, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Jonathan Taylor makes every team better. Um, so hopefully someone's willing to reset the running back market, but each owner might look at their running back team right now and just go, Hey, we're fine. We don't need a Jonathan Taylor because, you know, we're going to be just fine without a, you know, running back of his stature. But possibility, possibility. That's hearsay. That's hearsay. All I know is Baker Not Mayfield has has to perform this year. That's that's the that was the news today, right? He, he got the starting job. I got my rep out here in Texas. He played football at OU, and he actually won a national championship with Bob Stoops. So he's got a lot of really great stories, and uh, he actually knows Baker, actually pretty close with Baker, and because obviously Baker played football at OU, and we were discussing that at dinner, like if Baker has a crap year, we might not see him in the league anymore. But if he has a good year, he has a chance to go get paid. He's going to put the Buccaneers in a corner and say, you don't have a quarterback right now. I just showed that I could be the guy. He might get a three, four-year deal over $100 million. I st- if I'm Tampa Bay and you guys are th- you know, on par week 14, pick one, I think I'm just – we're tanking it. We're putting it in Kyle Trask, and we're, we're trying to go get Caleb Williams out of USC. Caleb Williams, baby. So I think – and at that point, if you're Tampa, all right, uh, Baker, go get that bag. It ain't going to be with us. Thank you for your service. You know, at that point. Exactly. Yep. Because, like, there's a lot of speculation that Arizona is going to have, what, the number one and number two pick that they got from Houston uh, in this last draft. So, can you imagine Arizona, the 2024 draft, pick one and two, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr.? How crazy would that be? That'd be crazy. That'd well, be sick. 
Arizona will be put right back on the map again. Potentially. You never know until he's back on the field, you know what I mean? Yeah. You never know till you don't know. No, you don't you know, know till you know, player. <laughs> um, so, you guys watch um, you guys watch, you know, getting off the Jonathan Taylor train a little bit and sticking with football, obviously. You guys watch any of the, the week two preseason action at all? I watched the first game uh, of week two that was amazing, absolutely electric. The 18 18 tie that was Cleveland and Philly. The <laughs> <laughs> electric, dude. How could you yeah. not love that game? Followed up by a good old barn burner in New York, I mean, New Jersey. With a 21-19 with the Giants and Panthers. Also followed up by another barn burner, Falcons-Bengals in a tie, 13-13. How could you not watch these games, dude? Hey, hey, Commanders ended a streak last night, baby. 24 straight wins for the Ravens, no more. You know? Commanders came out with their first string offense for the first half, and that meant something to the commanders. It really yeah. meant something to them, man. They, they had to end the six-year streak, and they did by one point. One point. 29-28, thanks to a clutch walk-off field goal. Um, yeah, I don't. Season, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I watched the Raiders game a little bit um, when I could because it wasn't in my market. So it was watching play-by-play on ESPN updates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you. you. Know, um, that's about it. Watched a little bit of the Broncos game. I watched uh, your guys' receiver, Nick Virgil, get hurt at the end of the half. Uh, and that was about it. That's I all I he's out. He's out for a solid amount of time now, too. I think he I think he actually might be done for the season. I was, uh, I was out for a buddy's birthday, and I was watching that Broncos game. Mm-hmm. I think we were up like with a minute left, and I'm like, oh, we're going to finally win a preseason game. We all start having a couple of shots. Someone looks at their phone and goes, the Broncos lost. Yeah. I'm like, what? We lost? 32-yard goal, bro. Unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. What I will tell you, if you want I'm to hear real, my prediction right here, right I'm, now. I'm shaking in my boots. Oh, baby. Let's get them shaking. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. All right, here it is. I want to talk to the boys real quick about my Super Bowl pick. It's I know it's it's a bold pick, but I want you guys to hear it here first. We're going to remember want- this date, August 22nd, 2023. Okay. Tyler predicted the NFL Super Bowl matchup. Coming out of the AFC, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's a – Controversial pick, Ty. It's gonna happen. Patrick Mahomes, you, you gone. Who you who do you have them beating in the AFC championship game? Oh, well, dude. So I think it's gonna be the Bengals. Okay. I think it's Josh Allen, Joe Burrow in the AFC championship game. And I think Josh is just finally his year. And- so we'll hold it there. Let's just talk Super Bowl matchup, right? Your picks next week or on our next show, we can do um Championship games, and then I think the the week in between uh, end of the preseason and beginning, we can do our predictions of how the 2023 NFL season is going to go. We'll write the script. We'll write the script. Yeah, we'll write our script, and we'll send it out to the league and see if it gets gets approved. So, yeah, who's who's your NFC team, Ty? 
Do you want to know? I do. Here we go, baby. So this is this is crazy. Everybody thinks it's going to be the Eagles. It's not. Jalen Hurts is having a good year, but he's not going to have a great year. I think Kirk Cousins is going to make his way to the Super Bowl this year. Primetime Kirk. I think Kirk Cousins is going to make it through the gauntlet, and he's going to get it done. I, I think he's going to get to the big game. Minnesota. I really do. I think it's a Buffalo Bills, Minnesota Vikings. That means one of those teams will win their first ship, bro. And that means Justin Jefferson. If you're going to get a fantasy football team, draft him. He's going for 2,000 yards this year. It's going to be electric. They just got rid of Dalvin Cook. They're using all that money to vamp up the defense. If Kirk Cousins stays healthy, he's got to be one of the top threats in the NFC. I agree, but ooh, man, that's that's a bold statement, Cotton. I, I just, like I mean, the Eagles I were great it. with Jalen Hurts, and sure, they're going to be really good. But you know, football is all about opportunity. I like it. I like it. The the purple people eaters or the wide right franchise, and we'll finally get a chance to win a Lombardi, and one of them will get the first one in that scenario. I like it a lot. You heard August it here. Past. August 22nd, Ty says Vikings, Bills. I like it. I book, book it. Book it, baby. I mean, honestly, what I would suggest everybody to do is take refinance the house, take all <laughs> the American and slam it. Just slam it because it's like plus 100,000 odds. It's free money. It's literally free money. Take it, slam it, hit it. That's the, that's the motto. We're talking, starting to sound like starting to sound like girl math over there. It's basically free oh, money. It's speaking, free. It's basically free. Speaking of betting, boys, we all know you can't bet because you're with the Denver Broncos. Yes, Daddy sir. Ty had another heater this week that I don't think I've had a chance to relay over to the people of the Talk to Fame. Seven thousand dollars I won the other night, Jake. $7,000. You know what the young man did once again? He bet balls and strikes. Yeah. I took $50 starting out of my ACH, and I turned it into $7,000. That's, that's why daddy's eating good tonight, man. All balls and strikes, baby. First pitch balls, dude. I had this stream website because, God forbid, I don't pay to watch the MLB games. That's a dumpster fire of a league. I'm watching these streams on my phone, and I'm literally going, okay, every time the three, four, or five hitters coming up, I said the next pitch would be a ball. Buddy, I was hotter than Pamela Anderson back in her prime in that bikini on the beach. I couldn't miss. I, I love it. Miss. My wife even came to the kitchen. She goes, oh, now I know why I'm a stay-at-home mom. I said, sweetie, if only you knew about some of the losses. If only you knew. <laughs> Welcome to sports. sports. Oh, I love that. Dom what a time, that. though, man. That is awesome. Did you uh, put any cheddar down on the UFC fight? Yeah, I sure did. Uh, that would be one of the losses. <laughs> that would be one of the losses, well, yeah. We can talk about that. Were, were, are you guys stoked that Sugar Sean O'Malley is the UFC champ? Took out Aljo, Aljermaine Sterling? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm a Sugar Sean fan. 
Was that practice, the response right there? You both said, yeah, at the exact same you know, time. Yeah. Literally, it's camaraderie. <laughs> I, um, I don't really care for either of those two fighters. I think Aljo oh. was a good champion, and I liked how he handled Lop and defeat. I thought he handled it really, really well. You know, he held his head up, congratulated Sugar Sean, and was like, good job. You know, you got me. I'm going to have to rethink some things. Um, did you break your camera, bro? My things just got a little dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are struggling in a hotel room in Frisco, Texas right now. We are struggling. (laughs) I just got to come to this side of the camera, baby. But let me talk to you about Sean O'Mallory. The guy's got a hook. He's got a jab. He reminds me of Conor McGregor, baby. He's good for the sport because um, he's got that kind of like, uh, I don't know, he draws a good crowd, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think for, for the UFC, it's good for the UFC. I think you I broke your you, lens, dude. Yeah, I think How? you – I don't know what you did. You, Whatever you, you something threw that at it. Yeah. I saw, um, I saw something today that Sugar Sean wants to fight as a co-main event on McGregor versus Chandler in nice. December. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a crack in the lens, baby. <laughs> Down the pipe, dude. That would have been a homer. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even know what what's happening with Ty right now. I don't I know what's happening There's pumpkins clamming. <laughs> I got this. You see this? This is called a hotel key. You know <laughs> what I did when I heard your take about Sean O'Malley? You know what I did? I threw it at the computer. And somehow this thing hit the tiny camera there's a crack. Is that a personal computer or is that the work computer? <laughs> yeah, is that work or personal? Oh, it's work, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, love that. Let's get a new one. I'll blame it on TSA. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Done deal. Right off. Um, I love that. I love that for you. For you, that's awesome. Um, I kind of want to talk. We did this about the best, like the goat of all time, the best quarterback, right? I kind of want to like talk about who's your guys's Mount Rushmore of wide receivers in the NFL. We could talk about that on here, or we could do it on the next episode. Up to you guys. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think I'd if like we're gonna to do, do it a little episode, research on it. I'd like to do a little research on it. I think if we all don't have Jerry Rice on there in some capacity, I mean, how could you not? He's the number one receiver of all time. But so we can Mount Rushmore, you get five. Four. 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 I'm not a smart man, Jedi. You get four. Let's just name four. Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss. Yeah. 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 Jerry I Rice. Mean, Megatron. Mm. Megatron. Uh, I know. Have, we got to think about uh, it. There's, there's been so many great, re- there's been so many great receivers throughout the NFL history. You'd have to probably go back and look too. like, you know, does, does Lynn Swan make it? You know, he was a great. Larry Fitzgerald. Nope. They're not top four. Neither of those. Terrell, two. Terrell Owens. I think T.O. is. I mean, you don't think Marvin Harrison? Nope. All right. 
Screw it. I don't he need research. I got it right here. Receiver, but no. Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Terrell Owens, and give me sweet little Jerry. Ah, Jerry, Jerry has to be Jerry has to be on all of our Matt Rushmore's. I mean, you don't have the modern NFL receiver without Jerry Rice. Yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> Dude, your camera is so jacked. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all it's, good. It's like it's like you're in a it's like you're in the Aaron Rodgers cave right now. I can't see you at all. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to get in that cave. What a weird dude. What a weird dude. But, hey, fellas, this has been a fun one. You know, we didn't really – you know, we, we heard your matchup for the Super Bowl. Jake, did you have any predictions, or you want to save that for later? I'm going to save it for later. Later, I'm not uh, I'm not premature like Ty over here and just throwing shit off, you know. Well, hey, when you know, you know. Like I told everybody, we finance the house. Get it. Stamp it, deliver it. It's free money. So I'm just trying to support the economy over here, man. Just trying to raise awareness, put some American cash in the followers' hands. You do that very well. Bills lock it. I respect it. Take it to the bank. I think Jerry Rice, T.O., Randy Moss, and I'll eat a little bit of crow, and I'll say Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitz was nice. Yeah. Sad that he never got a ring. No. I mean, technically, he's not retired. He never came out and said he was retired. Yeah, I mean, he's been on the broadcast sidelines for the last two years, so I'm pretty sure his career is done. You never said he was retired. I'm sure he's he's. I'm he sure he sent him the, the paperwork. He never said it. But yeah, um, no, we'll we can we'll go over predictions um, later uh, once we get right up until the season opener. On September 7th, up in Arrowhead at Gay Stadium. No, you can't see it. Fitzgerald retired in the 2020 season. He never had a he never had a retirement. Yep, he did. He never never had a conference. He did. That's gonna be it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jake. And with me as always, Ty and Boyce. Thank you for listening to the Talk to Fame. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find this one, the Talk to Fame, to the moon. Peace.